On to a new RFM, we're talking travel and today Barry Warwick with us. Barry, we're going to take a look at frequent flyers because I'm sure a lot of us don't really understand just how frequent flyers work and uh, how we can best make the most of the points. Uh, Yes, Jane, frequent flyers are a little bit of a minefield in their own right and uh, when when you're booking a fare, normally you see a really good fare and uh, that's the, I, I guess, the thing that makes you buy. Uh, but sometimes that allows frequent flyers and sometimes that doesn't. And people get a little bit confused. You know, they've always been um, a Qantas frequent flyer, for example, and so they see um, a really good fare on another airline. Sometimes that can accrue on the Qantas frequent flyer. So so some airlines are connected some airlines with are other, connected. other airlines as networks, aren't there? Yeah, there, there's, there's three major networks. There's uh, One World, which has got Qantas, British Airways, Cathay, uh, American Airlines. Uh, there's another one which is particularly relevant to Australia, which is the Star Alliance, which has Singapore, Cathay, United Air New Zealand. And there's a third one, which is Sky Team, which is, um, it's still relevant to Australia, but it's not as widely known. And it has uh, airlines such as Air France, KLM in that that mix. So, Okay, so we've got three types of frequent, and some of us have frequent flyer points accruing in all three networks, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. You know, usually someone will go over and the best deal is with, this airline, so they become a frequent flyer member with that. And then next year when they want to travel, they see a really good deal with another airline, so they become a frequent flyer of that uh, airline. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But then by the time they get back to airline A, their points have expired. Oh, so they do expire, do they? Yeah. So... This depends on the airline. Now, Qantas frequent flyer points do expire. However, if you've got something feeding into them, uh, you know, along the way, like another card that accrues, whether it be a credit card or a shopping supermarket card that uh, generates points onto the Qantas frequent flyer, they don't expire. So, you know, some people get lulled in, to you, you'll have two conversations with two different people um, saying, oh, mine expired. And they say, well, mine never expire. And they can be talking about the same one. Okay. So um, do they all produce the same amount of value, all the different networks? Well, they don't. And, and this is another thing with frequent flyers is that, um, for example, and I'll use Qantas again, uh, if you fly Qantas, you'll get frequent flyer points accruing at one rate. If you fly Cathay, which is associated with Qantas, um, that same fare will accrue the points at a lesser rate. Now, just to uh, change the mix around a little bit more is that uh, a lot of airlines also have status points. Now, st- the the reason for status points is if you're a really good frequent flyer, it increases you from one level to another, which means that you get a little bit more in terms of uh, perks. Like if, if you have a wait list, it will clear quicker. If you f- 
uh, always used that particular airline. And these these frequent flyer programs are designed to make you loyal to a particular <laughs> airline. Let's of course. have no doubt. <laughs> um, spending points, you can spend them on wine, accommodation, and a, a number of other things uh, as well. I don't think that produces really good value, and it varies again from airline to airline where you get your best value. Uh, with Qantas, again, their classic rewards offers the best value for, for points, but it's really hard to get a classic reward flight. So, of course, trading them in for a flight somewhere is, makes you feel good because you're getting something, so, something that you've already paid for, in effect. That's right. So, But I, it's hard to get them. Mm. I've, I know people that have seen a uh, classic reward point uh, flight, but they can only get it in one direction. So they opt for it. But when you buy the other one way, you're paying two thirds of a return or thereabouts mm. for that particular fare. So it's where's it, the value there? Where's, where's the value? Yeah, it's just gone. Ah, frequent flyer points sounds like a minefield. A minefield, and you should talk to someone that knows a little bit about them. To NURFM, we're talking travel and Barry Warwick. Uh, we're moving from flying now to uh, another couple of options, land options, travelling for young people or younger people perhaps. That's right, Jane. I, th- I thought um, it's time that we sort of said something that is available for younger people and something that is new is river cruises. Uh, now, specifically one, for younger sp- people. Specifically and the the age group that's targeted is 20 to 45 mm-hmm. for these particular uh, cruises. So the design of the boat is really quite trendy. Uh, it has they have uh, activities that are designed for that particular age group. So there's there's bikes, there's yoga, there, and all the sightseeing is sort of more directed at what interests the younger group of or that particular age group. They have silent discos on, so it's just something that is really sort of aimed at that age group. Now, it is open to others, but it was designed designed specifically for for young people. Now, the cruises are usually only eight days in duration, eight days, seven nights. So this gives people a chance to have a look, unpack once, but see a lot of different places along the way. And some of the, the areas that they cover is from Amsterdam to Frankfurt, for example, which covers perhaps the most scenic part of the Rhine. Okay. And, uh, of course, that means that for people in that age group, they're usually working anyway, so it fits better into a shorter holiday time. A shorter holiday time. Or, you know, they might be doing a, a, another youth uh, tour around Europe and then they just want to sort of unwind a little bit but still get to see the sightseeing. And the other thing is that with these particular cruises, you're seeing smaller places. So you're not just seeing the, the big city and it gives the person a chance to have a different look at Europe. And the rivers were where trade initially commenced on the the. European. In Europe, yes, that's yeah. right. They were the roads, weren't they? They were. Of Europe. Um, and not only uh, cru- uh, options on a cruise boat, but also on land. Yeah. 
Well, that that's right. Just just before I leave the cruise, Jane, yep. I'll, I'll just mention that it also has all their meals included, so mm. it has the benefits of a, a tour. Now, um, to go hand in hand for that, with that, there's other options which it's like it, it's a bus tour around Europe when it's not a bus tour. Now, to qualify that is that. The buses operate on specific routes, so they give a little bit of um, sightseeing information along the way, but it allows people to jump on a bus when they feel like it and jump off the bus. And there are set routes, which obviously there has to be, but it gives a really good, they've got a really good good range of tours in Europe or, or places that you can go and visit. And for the young person, it allows them to meet people of the same like-minded, but be independent and do the things that they want to do when they're in Paris or Berlin or whatever. But then they talk to your other young people and get ideas about where to go next. And so uh, they might initially have been spending three days in uh, Berlin and find that they really want to have five they can change it which is something that you can't do on a tour so that's just one of the the benefits of it other is the, the this flexibility to change itinerary uh, you're making friends with a whole different lot of people uh, you might meet up with someone and decide that you're going to travel with them and then perhaps they're not really what you wanted and you, you so you you can team up with someone else you travel on private co- coaches so it's just a good way to see sort your, of like a long distance hop on hop off uh, that you find around cities exactly sounds. that's a great yeah. summation jane we're enjoying our delving into the world of travel on to and you with Barry Warwick today, Barry, hot deals time. What's around in the travel marketplace at the moment? Well, Jane, I thought I'd uh, get a selection covering youth. Um, there's uh, a 20% off uh, U cruises that are designed for the youth market. Uh, also, Insight uh, Vacations have got uh, last minute specials for travelling in December. So, You've got to book these by the 30th of November, but some really great offerings and great discounts for that last minute if you're looking for a Christmas tour. What else have you got on the table, Barry? Other things on the table are there's a great airfare with Virgin that allows you to fly via Honolulu in one direction, which is always difficult and always expensive, so there's a special there. So uh, contact someone or have a look at that. Is that to the travel. USA? It's to the USA. Yes. So Honolulu on to Los Angeles or and, and back to Australia, which is something that a lot of people like to combine that beach holiday with uh, the sightseeing or the theme parks of, of Disneyland. Also on a great deal at the moment is uh, Mount Rahapehu in New Zealand. And they've got some ski deals out that have to be booked by the 30th of November and these include five nights accommodation, four-day lift pass and five-day car hire at some incredibly good rates. Uh, you have to add airfare onto them, but um, some of those start from under $1,000. So excellent value. And there's two ski fields in that area. So uh, good skiing. And 
it's easy to get to the North Island. Something for winter. Something mm. for winter. And then finally, Paul Gauguin cruises around Tahiti, have some specials on at the moment, so that's well worth checking out. Uh, Tahiti's always a beautiful place. It's usually really quite expensive, but these particular ships are designed to actually go into some of the shallower waters that are around French Polynesia. So some really great deals out there, just a little bit of variety to uh, tempt the taste buds. <laughs> Excellent. And that's Talking Travel for today. Thank you, Barry Warwick. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be back Talking Travel again next week after the 1 o'clock news on Friday on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>